Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Check out our merch store, too, on thefinside.threadless.com. Senior Bowl week is over, and the NFL draft is about three months away. This is our first real NFL draft show of the offseason, so be sure to check us out as Paul and I continue to dig deeper into the Dolphins roster as well as into the tape of these players. Also, check out my consensus top 50 board on my Twitter handle, Brian Cat NFL. What I did is I took the big boards of the top six real mainstream uh, draft nicks, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Matt Miller, Daniel Jeremiah, Dane Brugler, and Rob Rang. And to be on this list, of 50, they had to be listed at least one time on their big boards to qualify. It always uh, shows kind of where the pulse is as far as these players are concerned. But overall, the my attitude on the senior week, senior bowl week, Paul, this is kind of a big deal for me. It's a great opportunity to see how the players perform during practice. I wasn't there, but I did thoroughly look through a lot of the tape here as far as, as the day one, day two, day three with the positional drills. We'll dive into that. And it's a great opportunity for these players to see how they match up against the best NFL draft prospects in their class. It really is. And you can get a lot of telling things out of the Senior Bowl. I know you tweeted something about the number of players out of the Senior Bowl last year that wound up on NFL rosters. And it was mind-boggling. I mean, I'm really, really, really just excited though that we're starting our draft process here and now officially this this is my favorite time of the year i mean i love the entire process from senior bowl to the workouts to the pro uh, the pro days and it allows it, these senior bowls and these workouts they allow us to go back into the film and see okay who is this guy really that's starting to jump off the page. And that, that's the exciting part about it. And to touch on something you said there, Paul, the as far as the senior bowl prospects from last year, I believe it was 110 that played on both rosters. Out of those 110, 72 ended up getting drafted, or 73 ended up getting drafted. And of the remaining guys, 19 ended up undrafted, but either on an NFL roster or on a practice squad, meaning – out of the 110 players, only 18 of them are not on an NFL roster or weren't drafted. So pretty good turnout there. So keep an eye on that. It's a it's a game any draft fan should want to go back and revisit at some point. But let's dig in a little bit deeper to the prospects, Paul, because the quarterback position is the position Dolphins fans, fans are going to have an eye on as things start to unfold with Ryan Tannehill and as we start to approach free agency. I mean, Obviously, the top two guys, Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray, were not here. They're underclassmen. But 
the consensus third and fourth quarterbacks, Drew Locke and Daniel Jones, were there. And you also had a lot of other player quarterbacks there, too, like Jared Stidham from Auburn, like Trace McSorley from Penn State, uh, Minshew from Washington State. So a lot of quarterbacks there. Who did or did not stick out for you at quarterback, Paul? Honestly, for the most part, it, it was pretty anemic at, at the quarterback spot here. I wish I wish that Haskins and, and Kyler Murray had been able to play in this one. Not only because, you know, I like seeing w- what's out there, but also because I think the quarterbacks in this game did the wide receivers a disservice overall. You know, we had wide receivers running free all day and quarterbacks that couldn't hit anybody uh, at times. And so really just on the whole, God, if Miami's going to go quarterback in round one, we better hope either Haskins or uh, Kyler Murray falls. Yeah, I mean, to fill in a little bit on on what you talked about, too, is the third and fourth quarterbacks, uh, first of all, as I've said many times on here, I am a Mizzou fan. My in-laws have season tickets. I go to a lot of games. I've watched just about every pass Drew Locke has thrown. And the reality is, when he was a freshman, I thought this could be a future number one pick. Over the last couple of years, I started to see more second, third round. I mean, it looks pretty when he's 6'3", 230, and can just step back and fling it. But a lot of inaccuracy issues, and he was terrible against ranked teams. This is the the difference between Locke versus the good and versus the Delaware states of their schedule. Drew Locke's NFL quarterback rating in 13 games, or 12 games, excuse me, against ranked teams throughout his career, he was 1-11 with a quarterback rating of 63.7. Now, the other opponents he played on his schedule, he had a quarterback rating of, of almost 104. So that that says a lot about him. And also, you know, there's a lot to develop there. So I, I can see him having a strong arm and, and being a good football player. Daniel Jones, I just don't get it with. I, I watch this guy and I see a – Nick Foles or a Chris Chandler type of quarterback at best, but I'm seeing him mocked as high as number six overall to the Giants. Yeah, it's Daniel Jones. I mean, I think I'd rather have Tim Tebow. And our longtime listeners know how I felt about that disaster. So it's, I, no. I don't get it. I think it's the guy who looks the part, but just doesn't pretty, fit the NFL mold. That's a pretty rough – those are pretty heavy words there, Paul, uh, bring, bringing that out. But I, I'm i with you. I'm not very impressed with Daniel Jones. But, to, see, Tim Tebow, I said I wouldn't have drafted at all as a quarterback. Where Daniel Jones – Daniel Jones, I, I take in the middle round. So I'm going to put him a little, bit, a little bit higher. I just don't see a lot of traits that pop out. And we'll, we'll see how the, the draft board really stacks up as we get closer to quarterback, because Kyler Murray, I'm either going to be a yes or a no on. I'm leaning more toward yes right now. I don't think Haskins is going to be there. And I, if they end up taking a lock or a Daniel Jones, I think it's going to be a forced pick at the quarterback spot. There are a lot of good players in this draft, and we'll keep going down the line here, too. Will Greer had a very tough week, too. He had a lot of eye-popping college stats at West Virginia, just not a lot of arm strength. Um, I was listening to one podcast. I can't remember who it was. And they said that he his first day was the worst day from a senior bowl they've seen out of any quarterback ever. So he's got a lot of work to do. His his stock took a hit. We'll see where the Dolphins do draft a quarterback. Running backs, we can gloss over. I mean, I, I, do, I don't see the Dolphins taking a running back until late. 
wide receiver Debo Samuel was the talk of Senior Bowl week. He went up against Rocky Asin, the cornerback from Temple, had a great week. A lot more fluidity that I've that in Debo Samuel's hips. Got a lot of separation, could go deep, could go short. Rob Prophet, who has been on our show several times, has been raving about this guy for a couple of years now, and I, st- I think you're going to see his name called in the first or second round. But wide receivers are starting to stack up a lot more, too. I mean, there are nine players all the way from, like, a DK Metcalf from Mississippi all the way down to a Debo Samuel or a Ridley Ridley from Georgia that could comfortably be taken in the first 50 picks here. So, the tight end spot, you know, a lot of mid-rounders. I think a lot of the guys are going to be underclassmen. Offensive line, it was a really good showing here at the Senior Bowl. A lot of depth at those spots, too, Paul. Andre Dillard at left tackle stood out throughout the week. He had a battle of the Titans with Montez Sweat. Throughout the week, Daniel Jeremiah said that, that Montez Sweat and Andre Dillard may be the two best players there, and they really lived up to that hype, too. But there were a lot of other good linemen there, too. There really were. I mean, I I came away very impressed with with Dalton Risner if Miami decides to part ways with Juwan James, which I hope that they don't. But if not, I think Dalton Risner could be that controllable right tackle that could come in and and really just build the machine, which is a pretty big statement. I I know. Um, On top of that, I, I was also really impressed with Chris Lindstrom, the guard out of B.C., he did a very good job on the interior and we all know that Miami's been hurting for interior along that line for, for a very long time. So he could be a guy that they could grab in the mid rounds and, and really make an impact for the dolphins right away and come away as a starter. Yeah. And I liked what I saw at the center position too. I mean, again, not just in the drills because anybody can really play up to a certain level over a couple of days when they really bring it. But I went back and saw a lot of tape on these guys too and very impressed at what I see out of McCoy from Texas A&M, as well as Elgin Jenkins from Mississippi State. Jenkins is a little bit more athletic, kind of has that Mike Pouncey body type, but every bit can anchor and can get to the second level. McCoy looks more like your throwback, typical center type that's just going to plug in, and he's going to do a great job for 10 years. Uh, Bradbury as well from North Carolina State. I've seen him mocked late in the first, early in the second in a lot of these mock drafts. He was there, blew scouts away really with his intelligence. When I watched him, I saw him get knocked back a lot, but I've only seen one game of him. So it's quite possible I could go back and see a couple more, and I see a much different football player. But the Dolphins right now, Paul, it it seems like they have the ability – if they if they really want to, you know, taking quarterback out of the equation for a second, second or third round starting to look like that sweet spot a little bit for the Dolphins to fortify that offensive line. It is, and, and there, there's a lot of guys that could be really in the mix there. But the other thing I'd like to see them do, and I, I know I'm moving on to our next position by by saying this, the guy I walked away from the Senior Bowl absolutely gushing over had to go back and look at more tape of and just wound up gushing over him even more was he, I know he's listed as a defensive tackle, but really defensive lineman, Kalen Saunders, because you see him rush from the defensive end position. He's got more athleticism than you typically see from a defensive tackle. He's an absolute monster. You can see him beat double teams. And I think he got the first sack of the senior bowl in this one. 
and it was impressive the way he not only busted through but tracked down without losing much speed and made the play. So he's a guy that I really, really like what I saw from. Yeah, and interesting side note on him is his first child was being born actually during the Senior Bowl, and he worked it out with his wife that it's a little more important to go and play lights out here during Senior Bowl week than – not not necessarily seeing your child, obviously, but you're going to create so many more opportunities for that child if you move from, say, a late rounder to a second or third rounder, which Sounders seems to have done. So good for him, good for his family as well. For the same reasons, I like Dalen Mack, I mean, from, from Texas A&M. Kind of that same build as Sounders, a lot of sand in the pants. Could be like that 4-3 penetrating but big body type like you see with Brandon Meebane from the Chargers. So as even though defensive tackle in terms of youth may not be a big need for the Dolphins because of Davin Gottschall and Vincent Taylor, it's starting to look like there are 13 or 14 players here at defensive tackle that could be drafted in the first three or four rounds of the draft. It seems like every time I say I rave about how deep this defensive tackle and wide receiver classes are, another player continues to step up. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of impressive stuff at defensive tackle. At defensive end, you had a lot of big names there from the senior class. Uh, the biggest one is Montez Sweat. If you look at my top 50 consensus board that I have on Twitter, that Montez Sweat, I believe, is 20th on that list, and he was the highest one at the senior bowl. And, He's impressive. I mean, he has those long, long arms. He's not the fastest guy. He's a little bit stiff, but it appears that he's going to be a guy that if you're playing a 4-3, you can plug right in, and he's going to, A, be good against the run, and he's going to be able to push that tackle back and create a little bit of pressure, too, as he develops his pass rush moves. Jalen Ferguson is a player I'm not all that high on, to be honest with you. I mean, this is a guy who – set the NCAA record for sacks. I think he had, gosh, 45? Uh, yeah, 45 sacks at Louisiana Tech. Not a lot of bend and not a lot of pure natural ability, but just a good football player. I, third round I'm fine with, but first or second round I, I'd pump the brakes. Same goes for Zach Allen. Uh, Zach Allen, 6'6", 285. Not a lot of bendiness to him. Looks more like a 3-4 end, and I think that's kind of a guy that you can find. Um so, other than that, I mean, I, I think linebacker Terrell Hanks shows a lot of range, got a lot of comparisons to Darius Leonard throughout the week. He's somebody worth keeping an eye on. I think range is the biggest, most important thing out of a linebacker, especially if we're looking to get rid of Kiko Alonso, Paul. That would be a wonderful thing. I mean, it's yeah, it, it's weird because you talk to – fans of other teams out there and they're like wow Kiko Alonso stats jump off the page and you know you see him making big plays on the highlights and and Kiko Alonso's basically the lesson for a lot of folks that you really need to look at all the tape because for every big play that he had he had multiple plays where he didn't know where he was supposed to be he overran plays <clears throat> and really I'd love to see Miami get one of these linebackers in and it doesn't have to be an early round pick but but get somebody in to pair up with Rake, to pair up with uh, Baker, and, and really form a young core unit for this team moving forward, unless Miami's going to look to go to some form of a three-safety look. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I think you're right that they need another running partner at linebacker with Jerome Baker. And, I, and Hanks is a player in a pretty thin linebacker class that can cover a lot of ground. He is from New Mexico State, but then again, Darius Leonard last year was from South Carolina State. So if you can get him in there and show that range, I think you can develop him uh, pretty quickly there at linebacker. Cornerback, a lot of uh, – one big name that stuck out was Rock Yesen. He had a lot of great battles with Debo Samuel throughout the week. Samuel got the better of him in a lot of drills, but he strikes me as a very sticky cornerback. And I see him ending up as a late first, early to mid-second round pick, potentially a very good value pick if the Dolphins are looking at cornerback in the second round, and they might be doing that to keep Minka full-time at free safety. A few other guys to keep an eye on. That were there was uh, Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky. A lot of length with his game, and you also had Isaiah Johnson from Houston too. But he, he to me, he appears to be too Sean Smith-like. Looks like he's on stilts, maybe even just a little bit too big. Um, also, a cane as well is uh, Jaquan Johnson. Jaquan Johnson is very quick, very active, versatile too. His role at Miami. And his role throughout the week was very Rashad Jones-like. In the game, he was a little couple steps behind, but it may have just appeared that way because he was so active from play to play to play. So that's really the rundown there of how the Senior Bowl went. And taking a look here at where the Dolphins may go in the first and second round, still a little bit too early for that. I think Montez Sweat would have the best odds of being a first-round consideration for the Dolphins. To me, that's a little bit too rich at 13. And it seems like at this point, Paul, I don't know, I might be putting words in your mouth, but where I'm standing right now, I think we're back to the old, we've never seen a trade down that we don't like at this point. But it depends. I mean, I, I may like Kyler Murray or one of these defensive players a lot better when the draft approaches. Yeah, for me – I'm with you on that. I've never seen a trade down I don't like, with the exception of if Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins slides unexpectedly. Um, if they are there on the board, I think Miami could potentially come out of the first three rounds of this draft with, with a good solid three starters, if not more, if they're able to make a couple of wheel of deals throughout the day. I mean, you can go out, get get a pair of offensive linemen, a defensive lineman, or a wide receiver, and a quarterback and have all of them be immediate contributors to this team, if not starters. Yeah. And even if the dolphins go away from the quarterback spot completely and look more that way in 2020 and 2021, you could get a situation where in the first round, you look at a linebacker, an outside pass rushing linebacker or defensive end. And then in the second and third round, say that you get, a Chris Lindstrom or an Elgin Jenkins in the in the second, and then in the third round, there's still enough enough depth there to get a Kalen Saunders or a Dalen Mack. So a lot of different options here for the Dolphins. There, there's no exact science to building an NFL roster. It's take the best players and aggressively go after the quarterback when you can. And I hope the Dolphins go that way as well. That will do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins and how they look after the Senior Bowl week 
here with the NFL draft approaching and free agency right around the corner as well. Follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the thin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the thin side. side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the thin side. Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Catton.